0: friends, this is Scott Pauley, and I'm thrilled you've joined us for the Weekend Pulpit. From time to time, it's my privilege to share a Bible message that God has used to affect my life in a unique way. And today's message from God's Word is from a guest preacher and someone that is very special to me. I hope you'll get your Bible and follow along as we listen for the Lord to speak to our hearts.
1: Let's look at the Bible Psalm, please. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. <laughs> Play skillfully with a loud noise. We're trying to have some loud singing this week. Amen. It's biblical, man. For the word of the Lord is right. Amen. And all his works are done in truth. He, God Almighty, loveth us righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of him by the breath of his mouth. Amen. He gathereth the waters of sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Now look at verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world, now look at this phrase, stand in awe of him. Stand in awe of him. Language is changing. It changes phrases that we say today would be uh, peculiar would be odd to people of generations before my cell phone is blowing up blowing up <laughs> first off what's a cell phone and it's blowing up <laughs> I changed my insurance yesterday saved a lot of money you ought to get you ought to go here's a financial tip Uh, Dave Ramsey Clark Howard those guys say every two to three years you ought to check your insurance quotes well I hadn't had an insurance quote in 37 years so I felt like it was time (laughs) and yeah I found me some cheaper insurance and so I'm giving all the information and I'm giving her my name a lady named Sarah And I gave her my name, Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, last name Fox, F-O-X-X. Put the junior on it, and she said, what's your middle initial? I said, G. She said, what? I said, G. I said, I'm just going to be brave enough to tell you my middle name. I said, my name is Byron Galo Fox, Jr. I said, Galo. I said, 55 years ago, that wasn't a very good middle name, but it's gotten a lot worse through the years. <laughs> I said, and Sarah, I am thinking about changing my initial to Byron H. Fox, Byron Happy Low Fox. Because when I was a boy, that's what gay meant. <laughs> Things have changed, haven't they? Language changes. Yeah, y'all going to remember one thing out of this sermon. (laughs) That crazy middle name. You know, all the good middle names were gone. Bert and everybody had those. I I ended up with Galo. (laughs) But, you know, language changes. And so often we do not really measure our words. You know, to use the right word. Sometimes we're overly complimentary. You know, you, you can flatter too much. Now, I, we need to encourage one another, but sometimes we're careless with our words. I was doing a meeting in, um, somewhere in Tennessee, and then uh, there was going to be a group of preachers going to have a, a crusade, a tent meeting, going to bring a huge tent to Tennessee. And they said, Brother Fox, we want you to come and help us, be part of this, blah, blah, blah and uh so they sent out cards with my picture on it and other preachers pictures on it and so forth and said come to this preacher's meeting we're going to plan this this meeting and so finally on the day of the meeting I, I called i said what am i doing today they said oh we didn't tell you what you're doing i said yeah they said your job is to raise the money oh that's why you want me to come oh okay i said do you have a treasure I said no i said well i'm not raising any money let's get a treasure I said, you got three hours till I'll be there. (laughs) Get a treasure, get an account set up, blah, blah, blah. blah. Some details had to be taken care of. And they got them taken care of. I got there. There were 59 preachers. There were 59 preachers. And uh, I'd already done a God Bless America rally in that area. And uh, we'd seen just in one service over 90 people saved in that meeting. And... um, we had a good meeting. So all the preachers that we'd worked with, me and Scott Pauly had done that and, and um, all that we'd worked with, they were all there, plus others had come. There's fifty-nine preachers that came to this thing. And so the first preacher got up and he talked about this great meeting, and this great preacher, and this great singing, great, 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 great. All right, and then next guy, great, 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 great this, great, this, great, that, great this. And I I, I they said that I was great. I'm sitting there, and man, I'm getting so under conviction. It was my turn to get up. I said, I do not want to be impolite. But I've heard about a great tent, and I've heard about a great preacher. I said, you even said I was great and going to be great music. I said, I think we need to... I think we need to stop. And the room went quiet. I said, I think we need to stop and think on something. I am not a great preacher. I said, in fact, we've used the word great so much today. I said, I am so under conviction. I think, I think right this moment we need to start thinking about our great God. Amen, amen to that. His great salvation. Let me tell you something. Salvation is great. When God takes a dirty, filthy, rotten sinner, cleans them up from the inside, makes them fit for heaven, that's great. And only God can do that. We sometimes just don't measure our words. And the word awe, stand in awe of him. We get the word awesome (laughs) and we say things like this and man that was an awesome storm the other day wasn't it (laughs) you know hey did you see his new car that thing is awesome or we'll even say this man i had a burger yesterday (laughs) and i'm telling you that cheeseburger was awesome (laughs) and every one of us do it For a little while today, the word awe is only found like four times in the Bible. But for a little while today, I want us to think just how awesome God is. And I want us to stand, well, the rest of our lives lives in awe of God. That's what it says there in verse number eight, the last phrase, let all the heavens of the world stand in awe of him. You know, I mean just how awesome is God you know compared to humans is is God like 10 times greater than us that doesn't seem like a big enough number okay how about a hundred times that's still not enough well okay how about one million times that's still not enough either is it no just God is great God is great and let me just think with you a few ways about the greatness of God number one Let all the sinners in the world stand in awe of God's holiness. God's holiness. Let me read you some verses. If you're listening, say amen. Amen. Leviticus 11.45. I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect. All his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. (laughs) Isaiah 57, verse 15, thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. That's his name. Praise the Lord. There's many names for God. His name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place. 1 John 1, 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Amen. Every sinner in the world and that's everybody. The Lord. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All sinners need to stand in awe of god 's holiness god 's holiness truly is awesome Amen. number two, let all the rebels stand in awe of god 's mercy the rebels who 's that that 's everybody too rebels let all the rebels. Stand in awe of God's mercy. What is mercy? God not giving us what we deserve. God withholding what we deserve. I mean, really, what do I deserve? I deserve God's wrath. I deserve God's vengeance, his condemnation. I deserve all that. Um, do you know the most often found phrase in the Bible? The most often found phrase in the Bible is this. His Mercy endureth forever. Thank God for that. Psalm 103, let me read parts of it. Psalm 103 The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Verse 10 and 11 of that chapter. He hath dealt with us. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the high heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children's. (laughs) Oh, by his mercy, I've been redeemed. I went from the category of being condemned to being redeemed. By his mercy, I went from the category of being lost to being in the category of being saved. By his mercy, I went from the category of being an outcast to To be a family member. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm glad to be part of the family. (laughs) Let all the sinners stand in awe of God's holiness. Let all the rebels stand in awe of God's mercy. Number three, let all the stubborn, let all the stubborn folk, let all the stubborn stand in awe of God's patience god's patience now boy we're in a fast-paced society instant this quickly do that travel is fast these days you know you, brother Colmire, you mentioned new zealand uh, i flew to australia and then to new zealand i mean the flight from the flight from los angeles to sydney australia 16 hours That's a long flight. Yeah, but go by canoe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We're flying over 600 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? That's fast. Travel around the world. And I love New Zealand. Uh, Look, um, you know, fast. Fast communication. (laughs) I taught my dad in his 80s. I taught him how to text. He sent me his first text. Then he called me one minute later and said, Hey, you get my text? I said, Yes. Is you haven't texted me back yet. <laughs> I said, Dad, I might be doing something when you text me. <laughs> fast, man, fast, fast food, fast schedules, fast travel, fast communication, fast, 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 fast. Hallelujah, God is long suffering. Hallelujah for his patience, even with stubborn folk. Um, there's a fellow that Brother Harper knew. You know, a lot of times we think stubbornness is just loud and obnoxious. Sometimes you can be pretty quiet and still be stubborn. A fellow named Jim. Jim and Karen. Karen, faithful at the church. Jim would go to church, but he wouldn't get saved. Wouldn't get saved. I witnessed to him. Lee Robertson witnessed to him. Jim Lyons witnessed to him. David Wood witnessed to him. Bill Bartley witnessed to him. Pastor Kevin Bartley. Everybody witnessed to him. Jim just wouldn't get saved. Stubborn. Stubborn. Ten years, twenty years, thirty years, forty years. Stubborn. Finally, Jim had to go in the hospital. And a man named Colonel Fisher decided he'd go up there and do his best to win Jim to Christ. Jim's in the hospital. I, uh, uh, Jim's in the hospital. Colonel Fisher said, I'm going to go try to win him to Christ. I said, Go, man. Amen. So Colonel Fisher goes up there, walks in on purpose. Jim's laying at a hospital bed and said, I thought you might show up. Colonel Fisher said, Yes, I've come to try again to lead you to Christ. Amen. Jim said, You don't need to. He said, I, Jim said, I just got saved a few minutes ago. Jim didn't need somebody else to tell him how to get saved. He knew how to get saved. He'd just been stubborn. And when Jim, a stubborn man, in his quiet way, just stubborn, leaving God out of your life, why would you do that? you just being stubborn. Jim had been stubborn. But when Jim said, oh, God, would you save me? God, who is patient, (laughs) said, I'll save you, Jim. (laughs) Jim came to church a few weeks later, got baptized. Woo! I like it, man. Hallelujah. Thank God. Stand in awe of his patience, man. His patience. Uh, Romans 15, 5. The God of patience and consolation. (laughs) Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. God's done all he's going to do to provide salvation. He's not going to do anything else to provide salvation. Jesus Christ already come to this earth, lived on this earth, uh, lived without any sin whatsoever, went to the cross. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Was, gave his life on the cross. They killed Jesus, the book of Mark says. It went in a tomb, but it borrowed tomb, friends. Three days later, he came back to life. Amen, we serve a risen Savior. God's All He's gonna do to provide salvation. Now he's waiting. God is just waiting. Will you come? Will you come, or are you gonna remain stubborn? Just come, come to Jesus without delay. Number four, let all the dust destitute, let all the destitute stand in awe of God's grace. We're talking about standing in awe of God. Let all the destitute folk stand in awe of God's grace. And let me just tell you, all humanity, all humanity is really empty. <laughs> and destitute, Amen. nothing eternal. We need God. Amen. And we think of destitute, we think of the down and out. When I was in, in uh, Dallas last August, we were out soul winning and so forth. And I got thinking about an old time preacher, W.A. Criswell, who always had a burden for homeless folk in Dallas and told his church. He had, a, he had a sermon that he preached the first Sunday of every year. It was basically a state of the church address. And this is what he said. We're not leaving the city! <laughs> They'd say, man, we need to go out in the country. It's easier. We need to go out in the suburbs. And so he made a declaration the first Sunday of every year. We're not leaving this city. Amen. And he had a heart for everybody, including those homeless folk. There's a fellow years ago, he had a long beard. He was a vegetarian. I am too. He'd eat those vegetables right alongside the meat, you know. And, uh. But he is a vegetarian. He's a Reformed Methodist. He'd gotten saved, and he got in the Reformed Methodist group. He really couldn't read effectively. And, and boy, he kept going to the slums and winning folk to Christ and bringing them there to the church house. Finally, the refined and sophisticated people of the church said, that's got to stop. That's messing our church up. Some of them have roaches on them. They did. And this fellow, William, he just kept going to slums, winning folks to Christ, winning folks to Christ, winning folks to Christ. Bring them to church. Refined people. And finally, they had a big church meeting about it. And they got William up on the platform, and the whole building was full, including the balcony. And... William's wife, Catherine, sitting up there in the balcony. And they said, William, we've ordained you. We've licensed you. you got our credentials. And will you stop going where we tell you not to go? And will you only go where we tell you to go? Because, see, he kept going to slums, to those destitute people. Winning them to Christ and forming singing groups. Those destitute folk were forming singing groups called the Hallelujah Choir. The Hallelujah Choir, those people can't even sing, they're missing teeth. They don't have instruments, they have sticks at their. William, will you only go where we tell you? William's wife, Catherine Booth, stood up on the balcony and she called out, William, tell them no. <laughs> and old William Booth just kept going to the destitute to tell them about God. Salvation Army. I'm not for everything Salvation Army does today, but I believe William Booth wants to see people saved. God wants to see people saved. He, God wants to see all the destitute to stand in awe of God and stand in all of God's grace. All of us empty folk, all of us are really destitute. All of us need to stand in all of God's grace, God's grace. Romans 3, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. How you saved, Brother Fox? By his grace. (laughs) How you been redeemed? By his grace. Titus 2.11, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. It's God's will for everyone to be saved. There is no such thing as a limited atonement. (laughs) Oh, let all the destitute stand in awe of God's grace. And then uh, number five. I've got a couple more here. Let all the guilty Stand in awe of God's forgiveness. Hallelujah for God's forgiveness. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Uh, All of us guilty folk ought to stand in awe of God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness is great, isn't it? It's awesome. God's forgiveness is awesome. Psalm 86 verse 5. Thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. You ever done something you wish you'd never done? Yes. You ever said something you wish you'd never said? You wake up on the wrong side of the bed and, and you have foul mood, and you say to your wife, "You burnt my breakfast again this morning. You burnt my breakfast every day of our lives." And you know that's not true, but you said it. Felt good in the flesh for a second. Two hours later, you come to your and like, what did I just say to my wife? Hey, baby, honey, sweetie, would you please forgive me? And your beloved wife says, I will forgive you. I don't know what that comment was. <laughs> Your wife says something like this I will forgive you never let that happen again <laughs> next Tuesday my wife and I'll have been married 37 years I'm glad she's forgiven me when I've done wrong and I'm so thankful God has forgiven me upon my repentance he pardoned me a pardon yeah yeah a pardon just like it never happened Wow and then lastly, let all humanity stand in awe of God's love. Amen. Let all humanity, everybody in the world ought to stand in awe of God's love. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. The Lord hath appeared in, of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. You know God loves everybody in this room. The Lord. God loves everybody in the whole world. And God loves everybody in the whole world exactly the way they are. That's shocking. God loves everybody in the world exactly the way they are, but he loves them too much for them to just stay where they are. God wants everybody to be saved. God wants everybody to be thoroughly right with him. God wants everybody to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad we've had so much preaching about the Holy Spirit this week. You know, we we talk, man. We we've got to have an air conditioner, man. We've got to have we've got to have a bigger building fund account. We've got to pave that parking lot. We, we've got to have the Holy Spirit is what we've got to have. Amen. That's what we talk about everything except the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, friends.
0: There's nothing like the preaching of God's Word to bring comfort and conviction at the same time. I wonder, what will you do with what you've heard today? We would love to hear from you and pray with you. You may contact us at enjoyingthejourney.org. That's enjoyingthejourney.org. I hope you'll be faithful to attend a Bible preaching church wherever you are this Lord's Day. And then join us as we continue our devotional study of the Word of God on enjoying the journey in the new week. May God bless you.